it was the first time I ever heard the Alphaville song. And I love that song. Like the um not tell you what song that is. It's the um Forever Young. Oh that song. Forever Young. I love that song. I've it's not a bad song. I'm obsessed. I know, but you like cheesy music. (laughs) I do. I like all music. I like sad movies and TV shows and stuff. And then you like sad music and stuff. Uh, (laughs) Like music has to hype me, not not down me. Unless I I am just in that mood. No, if I'm in the mood and I'm just like, I hate everything. This is awful. Then I will listen to slow, sad songs. Maybe I'm just an emo kid all <laughs> all of my life every Maybe. day i suck in that soul destroying music and it hypes me up <laughs> yeah but you're well, like, i'm sitting in the corner emo music isn't even like emo music it's no, like it's not. the fucking soundtrack from tarzan <laughs> <laughs> but it still brings the tears in my eye is that not emotional I guess that is how it is, you know, emo, emotional. I got it. But my emo music is like, you know, dashboard confessional. (laughs) Uh, On the other hand, I'm mopping to go the distance yesterday with Hercules. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just don't get emotions from music other than like Like excited, like, like, I can get pumped. Oh, but if like death metal or something is playing, I do get incredibly angry because I'm just annoyed it's at the horrible noise going <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> I agree. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you ready? I think I am. I think sure? I have no idea what we're doing. So this will be super fun. Okay. Cool beans, yo. This is Legend. I'm Sam. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm Amy. (laughs) And we are a podcast about cryptid, urban legends, and the paranormal. So today we are going to cover the Dybbuk box. Do you know what the Dybbuk box is? No fucking idea. I'm very pumped. It sounds like, you know, Pandora's box. Something spooky going to come out. I mean, yeah, kind of is. Um, so also I wanted to remind everybody that I do have a puppy and he is loud and he just had a barking fit right before we started recording. (laughs) So he may start doing that again. Ignore it. I'll try to shush him. Um, and second of all, this is going to be our first two-part episode. Yeah. Literally, the notes I have are twice as long as a normal episode. Um, they might be like slightly shorter, like individually. I'm not sure yet, but I think, yeah, they're gonna definitely gonna be two parts because we'll be here all night. Um, okay, so 
what is a Dybbuk box? It is a box that was created to trap a spirit called a Dybbuk. So the spirit's called a Dybbuk, not the box. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a Dybbuk? Wait. <laughs> yes. So I watched that new version of Sabrina. Oh, I have not watched that. Is it good? Uh, I mean, it's all right. It was, it was okay. I mean, I watched it and I watched all of it. So that's something. Um, But there was something about a box that they trapped either a spirit or a demon in. And now the divot kind of sounds familiar. Is it? Never mind. I won't ask yet. I'll just listen. I was going to say, let's wait, slide into it and then see. (laughs) It just like popped in my head. Well, a Dybbuk is from Jewish mythology and it is a malicious possessing spirit. That sentence is written really weird. It's a malicious spirit that will possess you and it's believed to be like a dislocated soul of a dead person. It cool. supposedly leaves the host's body once it has accomplished its goal or sometimes being uh, after being exercised. I don't know what its goal would be. I don't know if it's like I got to run to fucking King Super on a Tuesday or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but I anyway. need to buy that new, uh, I don't even know what something popular people buy now. Switches? Sure. <laughs> that new switch. <laughs> I need the switch. I don't know if there's a new one. I, I gotta play Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, my friend Katie wants me to play that really bad. We kind of have this like ongoing battle where I'm like, you play Stardew Valley and I'll play Animal Crossing. Um, Lindsay <clears throat> plays Animal Crossing, or she used to. And then she got an embarrassing amount of hours on it. So I think she stopped for a bit. <laughs> uh, we all used to play this game called Board Kings, like on the phone. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to all your friends' boards and you, like, fuck them up. (laughs) And there's, like, different things you do on there. And I spent way too much time on it for way too long. (laughs) And I just realized the other day I was going through, because I have, like, a lot of apps on my phone. And and I was like, I'm going to delete all these apps that I don't use anymore. And I was like, man, I haven't gone to Board Kings in, like, a month. And I was like, I guess it's time for you to get deleted. Bye, Borkings. <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad Xbox doesn't keep track of how many hours you spend on there. <laughs> I I can tell you how much time I spend on the Xbox because I only play it when I play Fallout with you. <laughs> I play it when I play Fallout with you. I play it when I'm playing Halo, all the other Fallouts. Uh, now Matt and I just re-downloaded Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh! that's fun i haven't played that since i was a teenager yeah we're getting that old school yeah those are the best though uh the last time i really played xbox was when i was playing fallout 4 and then um other than that like i don't ever actually play games so i make mormon play them and then i make decisions (laughs) no i would i try to get matt to shoot things occasionally for me because i'm like I need to go pee. Here's my controller. Go kill that thing. But he won't ever do it. 
Oh, see, I make Mormon do it when I'm stuck. Like even when I'm playing with you, I'm like, I hey, know. here, I cannot <laughs> get past this. Do this. <laughs> um, okay. So there are lots of Dybbuk boxes. There's not just one Dybbuk box. There's tons of them, but there is one like particularly famous Dybbuk box. And that's the one I'm going to talk about in this episode. Anyway, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about a different one. Um, so this Dybbuk box is a wine cabinet. Okay. So after a lot of misfortune, Kevin Manis decided in 2003 that he was going to sell the Dybbuk box, uh, the wine cabinet Dybbuk box that he had on eBay to get rid of it. He posted like the longest freaking ad I guess you would say or posting for this box on eBay so I literally just copied and pasted it and I am going to read his listing to you because it is his account and I mean he's got all the details and it's it's a doozy so are you ready I am okay let's do it get in there So the article or the posting or whatever you want to call it was titled, quote, the first buyer, an antique buyer refinisher. Weird title, but already. Yep. All of the events. This is him now. All the rest is going to be him pretty much. All of the events that I am about to set forth in this listing are accurate and may be verified by the winning bidder with the copies of hospital records and sworn affidavits that I am including as part of the sale of the cabinet. During September of 2001, I, in- I intended, I attended an estate sale in Portland, Oregon. Woo. The, I- <laughs> I <was waiting. laughs> uh, the items liquidated at this sale were from the estate of a woman who had passed away at the age of 103. Mm. A granddaughter of the woman told me that her grandmother had been born in Port Portland. <laughs> Portland, (laughs) Poland, where she grew up, married, raised a family, and lived until she was sent to a Nazi concentration camp during World War II. She was the only member of her family who survived the camp. Her parents, brothers, a sister, husband, and two sons, and a daughter were all killed. She survived the camp by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain where she lived until the end of the war. I was told that she acquired the small wine cabinet listed here in Spain, and it was one of only three items she brought with her when she immigrated to the United States. The other two items were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. Interesting. (laughs) How big is it? How big is what? The wine cabinet. It's like... Picture a jewelry box that you can put on your dresser. Oh, like those stand-up ones with doors? So like a foot and a half or so. Mm, I'd say maybe like two feet. Like it's it's about that size, but it's is bigger, like a okay. little bit bigger, but not like ridiculously bigger. Okay, because I'm just picturing this giant ass wine cabinet getting carried. No, no, no. Okay, (laughs) no, no. A person can definitely lift it, although it is heavy. 
Ooh. says uh zach baggins so we will get to that next episode <laughs> <laughs> so i purchased the wine cabinet along with the sewing box and some other furniture at the estate sale after the sale i was approached by the woman's granddaughter who said i see you got the dybbuk box she was referring to the wine cabinet i asked her what a dybbuk box was um oh also something else to point out so dybbuk is spelled D-Y-B-B-U-K. He spells it D-I-B-B-U-K. And so he's written some things. And I think, I don't quote me, I can't remember if it's a movie, but it's spelt D-I-B-B-U-K because he in this wrote it that way, even though the actual way to spell it is D-Y-B-B-U-K. Just a side note. Interesting. Okay. She was referring to the wine cabinet. I asked her what a Dybbuk box was, and she told me that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother always called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, her grandmother spit three times through her fingers, said a Dybbuk and Kesselim. So Kesselim is never like defined or whatever in this. So I looked up what it meant, which it actually kind of took some work to find because it's not really like anywhere. So in several places discussing the Dybbuk box, they say it's similar to Turkish and it means priest. But when I did Google Translate on it, I got let's stop or let's cut in Turkish. So I don't know. But anyways, I guess in discussing the Dybbuk box, people think it means priest. Okay. So there's a priest and a Dybbuk in there. That's what, yeah, I guess that's what her (laughs) grandmother said. There's priest and a a Dybbuk. Interesting. (laughs) So the grandmother went on to tell the girl that the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked the box to be buried with her. However, as such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the granddaughter what a Dybbuk and a Kesselum were, but she did not know. I asked if she would like to open it with me. She did not want to open it. (laughs) She was like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Yeah. As her grandmother had been very emphatic and serious when she instructed her not to. (laughs) And regardless of the reason, she wanted to honor, honor, she wanted to honor her grandmother's request. I finally ended up offering to let her keep what seemed to me to be sentimental keepsakes. At that point, she was very insistent and said, no, no, you bought it. (laughs) i explained i know she's like fuck no (laughs) um i explained that i didn't want my money back and that it would make me feel better to do what i thought was an act of kindness she then became somewhat upset looking back now the way she became upset was just plain odd she raised her voice to me and said you bought it you made a deal wow (laughs) um when I tried to speak, she yelled, we don't want it. She <laughs> began to cry, asked me to leave, and I quickly walked away. 
or and she quickly walked away i wrote the whole episode off to the stress and grief she must have been experiencing i took my purchases and politely left at the time when i bought the cabinet i owned a small furniture refinishing business i took the cabinet to my store and put it in the basement workshop where i intended to refinish it and give it as a gift to my mother i didn't think anything more about it I opened my shop for the day and went to run some errands, leaving the young woman who did sales for me in charge. After about a half an hour, I got a call on my cell phone. The call was from my salesperson. She was absolutely hysterical and screaming that someone was in my workshop breaking glass and swearing. Furthermore, the intruder had locked the iron security gates and the emergency exit and she couldn't get out. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't know you could lock emergency exits. Like... From the inside. I, like, you can. Assume you, you can? Yeah. The most emergency exits are just labeled as emergency exits, but they're just regular doors usually just with oh. an alarm. Yeah, well, see, I mean, I guess I don't really know because I never tried to open the door at Ace because that would scare me if the alarm went <laughs> off. But I know it was locked from the outside because I had to, you know, unlock it every mm-hmm. morning and then turn the alarm off. But anyway. Um, boop-a-doo. Uh, oh, so she couldn't get out. As I told her to call the police, my cell phone battery went dead. I hit speeds of 100 miles per hour getting back to the shop. Damn. <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> Going Bella. 100 down a just a regular town street. <laughs> Uh, when I arrived, I found the gates locked. I went inside and found my employee on the floor in a corner of my office, sobbing hysterically. I ran to the basement and went downstairs. At the bottom of the stairs, I was hit by an overpowering, unmistakable odor of cat urine. Ooh. In parentheses, he says, there had never been any animals kept or found in my shop. (laughs) The lights didn't work. As I investigated, I found that the reason the lights didn't work also explained the sound of glass breaking. All of the light bulbs in the basement were broken. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were lying shattered on the floor. I did not find an intruder, however. I should also add that there was only one entrance to the basement. It would have been impossible for anyone to leave without meeting me head-on. I went back up to speak with my salesperson, but she had left. She never returned to work after having been <laughs> with me for two years. <laughs> oh, man. That's a bummer. She refuses to discuss the incident to this day. I never thought of relating the events of that day to anything having to do with the cabinet. Then things got worse. As I already indicated, I had decided to give the cabinet to my mother as a birthday gift. About two weeks after I made the purchase, I decided to get started refinishing it. I was surprised to find that the cabinet has a unique little mechanism. When you open one of the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It is very well made. Inside the cabinet, I found the following items. (laughs) He lists them out. A priest. (laughs) (laughs) yes there was there was a priest in there um so one 1928 u.s wheat penny oh so remember they think she got this in spain yeah uh 
another 1925 U.S. wheat penny. There was one small lock of blonde hair bound with a string. (laughs) And one small lock of blackish brown hair also bound with a string. One small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. And then he says, I have been told that the letters spell out the word shalom. Huh. One dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, and one very strange black cast iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. <laughs> That's dope. I want that is, it. <laughs> I was literally thinking the same thing. I was like, that sounds really cool. I should look and see if they make those on Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he says, I saved all the items in a box intending to return them to the estate, which dude, she don't want anything from <laughs> she the box. She does not. She, no. She says, no, thank you. You bought it. It's yours. Um, <laughs> the family has refused the items, so they will be included in the sale of the cabinet. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I mean, I do want that candlestick though. So, <laughs> all right. You sold me. Mm-hmm. um i'll take the at- hair with it i guess okay, I'll just <laughs> toss that. um after the or after opening the cabinet i decided not to refinish it i cleaned it and rubbed it with some lemon oil it was at this time i noticed that there was an inscription below on my mother's birthday october 28th 2001 my mother called to tell me that she was going out of town with my sister for three days and we postponed celebrating her birthday until she returned on October 31st, 2001, and then I wrote in parentheses, Halloween, <laughs> uh, my mother came to my shop. I don't know why, but I always find it really unsettling when grown men refer to their moms as mother. I don't know. It's just weird, but that's what he calls this. I find it unsettling when they call them mama. I mean, if it's a Southern person and they say it, it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I hate but... it. I absolutely hate the word mama. It just... My mom is that way too. <laughs> it sounds mama. like, I don't know. Like it reminds me of baby dolls and like infants. That I mean, it does remind me of infants. Yes. So if you didn't figure out how to say mom or mother by the time you're 27. <laughs> See, I just feel like mother is super like formal, formal. Yeah. like they're gonna like your mom is like a military sergeant and she gonna whip your motherfucking ass like See, i wouldn't call my mom mother to her face like right I'm not gonna be like hey mother because that sounds weird <laughs> but when i refer to her in more of a professional setting or so i would say my mother really i just say my, my mother's side of the family oh i've said that my... well actually i don't even really think i say that i think i say my mom's side <laughs> i don't know now, mom I is don't... like the perfect word i mean yeah it's it's an easy word and it's really easy to say repetitively and annoy the shit out of them and <laughs> mom 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 <laughs> mom yeah. now father on the other hand i can't that one's weird that is also weird to me yeah <laughs> father just, like... Hi, father. father. Just... <laughs> What's up, father? I don't know. I just picture like, father, please. <laughs> like <laughs> in weird movies where they're like 
British or something. Or they're getting their asses whooped. That's literally. <laughs> like no, father, no. <laughs> Please, no, father. <laughs> dad is fine. Yeah, dad. How come, though, mama is such a popular thing, like even with older people, but dad, dad isn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's funny because, like, so I have my dad in my phone as daddy. But I would literally never say daddy to him. Like, I don't no. know. It's in there as like a cutesy, funny thing in no. my phone. No. But if I ever that has said- been ruined. Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes. I can't even say it to respond because it's just a disgusting word now. I when just I can't hear grown women that. call their dads daddy. It makes me cringe so fucking hard because I imagine <laughs> all these other women who are calling yeah. their daddies <laughs> like, that aren't actually their daddies, guys, if you know what I'm saying, like calling <laughs> no. their significant others daddy. Sugar daddy. That if sugar is in front of the word daddy, ugh, then I can say it easier. But that is like, I'm more like, I'm jealous. And I would love to have a sugar daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some money so I can travel and have fun. They like (laughs) to say that you don't have sex with them, that you just keep them company. Like there's websites where you can just go and find yourself a sugar daddy and like they'll pay you to have dinner with them and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, dinner. Why not? Don't don't fool yourself. (laughs) The underlining is uh that planning not dinner not all of them some just want a little company because they're old and dying and have a bunch of money i'm willing to go with about 80 percent of them (laughs) want what's underneath yes you know but you find that other 20 percent that's just really lonely and wants to buy you a new car (laughs) But then, like, my guilt, I mean, I guess it, they're grown ass men. So, yeah, I mean, they can make their own, they decisions. Can make their own decisions, I guess. And <laughs> hey, girl, if that's how you get your shit, like, but uh, yeah, the the sugar daddy, daddy, that term, like, let's just dad, dad is good, dad, dad is great, dad's fine, mom's fine. Let's keep it to three letters. Although, if you do call your dad, 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 please, I need to know. But. <laughs> I've never heard that in my entire life. I've never heard somebody <laughs> call their dad dada after like one years old. Not even a one year old. Because no. by then they know how to say daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I need to know. Is that a thing that people I do? just want to know why mama is a thing, but dada isn't. I feel like because people have this like idea that moms are just super motherly, like so call her mom well i feel like it goes into that like moms are softer and like you can like be more emotional with your mother than you can with your dad you know like i feel like that plays into it like they're like oh mama like oh i need you for my emotional whatever the fucks but moms work just as well for that oh mom (laughs) and dad are the perfect terms we don't need i mean (laughs) My kids call me mommy right now. They're, I feel like they're, they're of the age to 
be able to use that term without getting side looks. And I feel like when they become teenagers, they will not be calling me mommy. They'll be saying mom. And they called, you know, mom and daddy. And I feel like when they're older, it just, I feel like it just naturally drops off. Like, and then shortened to mom and dad. One, probably because teenagers are lazy. And two, because it's just, it's just weird. Weird. (laughs) So, but anyways. Anyway, that's way off track. So on Halloween, his yeah, on Halloween. mother came to his shop and he says, we were going to have lunch together, but before we were going to leave, I gave her the wine cabinet. She seemed to like it. While she examined it, I went to make a phone call. I hadn't been out of sight for more than five minutes when one of my employees came running into my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. When I went back to see what, see, he said mom there, but literally almost every other time I swear he says mother. Anyways, um, <laughs> when I went back to see uh, what the matter was, I found my mom. Okay, call me a fucking liar. Okay, <laughs> let's just keep a tally of how many times he says mother and mom. Maybe um, when he's talking directly about her, he says mom, but when he's like, my mother came to visit my mother's birthday you know that's probably true Mm -hmm. just like you were saying like in a more professional setting you're saying mother okay anyways (laughs) um (laughs) i found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet her face had no expression but tears were streaming down her cheeks no matter how i tried to get her to respond she would not she could not it turns out that my mother had suffered a stroke she was taken yeah she was taken to the hospital by ambulance she ended up suffering partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words she has since regained the ability to speak um she yeah she could understand things being said to her and could respond by pointing to letters of the alphabet to spell out words she wanted to say when i asked her the following day how she was doing she teared up and spelled out the word the words no gift I assured her that I had given her a gift for her birthday, thinking <laughs> that she didn't remember, but she became even more upset and spelled out the words hate gift. I laughed and told her not to worry. I told her I was sorry she didn't like the cabinet and that I would get her anything she wanted if she would promise to get well soon. Still, I didn't associate anything that had happened with the cabinet itself or uh, or anything paranormal. Frankly, I don't think I ever even use the term paranormal until this last month (laughs) i'll try to make this short now i gave the cabinet to my sister she kept it for a week then gave it back she complained that she couldn't get the doors to stay closed and that they kept coming open there are no springs in the door mechanism and i have never found that the doors come open i gave it to my brother and his wife who kept it for three days and then gave it back My brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers, while his wife insisted that it put out an odor of cat urine. That would be awful. Yes. I gave it to my girlfriend, who asked me to sell it for her after only two days. Wow. I sold it it the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting at the front doors with a note that read, (laughs) Quote, this has bad darkness. Oh, I had no idea what that meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. Then things got even worse. 
since the day I brought it home, I began, began, <laughs> I swear, I'm do beginning. you ever get tired of me? <laughs> These damn words. Uh, I began having a strange reoccurring nightmare. Um, every time I had the, 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 the uh, every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at some point in the dream. I find myself looking into the eyes of the person that I am with. It is then that I realize there is something different, something evil looking back at me. At that point in my dream, the person I am with changes into what can only be, de- be described as the most gruesome, demonic looking hag that I have ever seen. This hag proceeds then to beat the living tar out of me. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a fun dream. <laughs> um. I have awakened numerous times to find bruises and marks on myself where I had been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Still, I never related the nightmares to the cabinet, nor do I think that I ever would have. About a month ago, however, my sister and my brother and his wife came over to my house and spent the night. The following morning during breakfast, my sister complained that she had had a horrible nightmare. She said that she recalled having had it a couple of times before and went on to describe my nightmare exactly to the last detail. My brother and his wife froze as they listened and then chimed in that they had both had the exact same dreams during the night as well. The hair was standing up on the back of my neck and still is. (laughs) As we talked, it became clear that the common denominator was that each of us had had the nightmare during the times that the cabinet was in our respective homes. I called my girlfriend and asked if she could recall having any nightmares recently. She described the same nightmare, same hag, same everything. When I asked her if she remembered the date when she had the nightmare, she said she did not. Then I asked if it happened to be the night before she gave me the cabinet back to sell for her. She said, yeah, hey, how did you know that? Now then, since my family discussion, it seems like all hell is breaking loose. (laughs) For a week afterward, I started seeing what I can only describe as shadow things in my peripheral vision. I put the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in the unit went off in the middle of the night. When I went to see what was burning, I opened the door and didn't see any smoke. However, I did get hit with the smell of cat urine. So, are they, does cat urine, like, do are cats demonic? Is that what they're trying to say? Like, uh, uh, I think I'm wearing the perfect shirt for that. <laughs> you are <laughs> caring for your demon cat. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. Like, yeah, it is. I didn't even think like, <laughs> that how fitting that actually is to the yep. story. But, like... What is there just like a random cat that's just like, hey, I'm going to piss and it's going to let you know that a demon's here. What if a demon seriously was like, it reminds me of Buffy, that singing <laughs> episode, like that demon. Once like, more with feeling. Yeah. I mean, he like comes in. What if like his entrance to everything, like a black cat just walked out and pissed and then he was like, <laughs> well, hello, I'm here. <laughs> uh, that would be very awkward. 
I feel like that's what happens. Like you don't see it, but there's like a cat and it just takes a piss. And then everyone's like, oh my God, that fucking cabinet is <laughs> possessed. There's a bush out here that smells like cat pee at a certain time of the year. And I hate it. My Lala, I think it was her house. I remember my mom saying something about it, but there are bushes that smell like cat pee. Yeah, it's like, disgusting. They're not peed on. They just smell like cat pee. And I think during when it's hot outside, it like wafts like from it. Our one of our Taco Bells have the bushes Ugh. and I'm in line. And I'm like, mm, go and get a burrito. And then I roll down the window. I'm like, Cappy. <laughs> You're like, I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, so he says, when I went back inside, the smell was in my house. And in all capital letters, he says, I do not own a cat and I never have. Shame on you. Cats are the best. Anyway. Yeah, I dogs. Went- <laughs> we best friends but we do not agree (laughs) anyways um i went back outside and grabbed the cabinet i brought it back inside and tried to research it on the internet while i was surfing the net i fell asleep and once again had the same freaking nightmare i woke up at around 4 30 a.m when it felt and smelled like someone was breathing on my neck that is disgusting that I hope they gross. brush their teeth. Yeah. Well, I doubt I mean, it. If, if he's smelling it, they probably didn't. <laughs> nope, I doubt it. Um, to find that my house now smelled like jasmine flowers. So I don't know what jasmine flowers smell like. Do you? So good. They do smell good. So good. At so least you can't I, confuse them with cat pee, right? I am pretty sure that is the plant that I am thinking of. No, you can't. They're very sweet. Okay. That's weird, just how it would be either jasmine flowers or cat piss. Maybe the jasmine is the priest and the, oh. the cat pee is the the other thing. <laughs> the dibbic. Yeah, that, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> the thing the whole episode's about. <laughs> um, so yeah, he says his house smells like jasmine flowers. Uh, and just in time to see a huge shadow thing go loping down the hall away from me. I would destroy this thing in a second, except I really don't have any understanding of what I may or may not be dealing with. I am afraid, and I do mean afraid, that if I destroy the cabinet, whatever it is that seems to have come with the cabinet may just stay here with me. I have been told that there are people who shop on eBay that understand these kinds of things and specifically look for these kind of items. If you're one of these people, Please buy this cabinet and do whatever you do <laughs> with a thing like this. Aww. And it just, it, he, you know, hit enter or whatever. And then it just says, help me. Enter. <laughs> That's so sad. And then he says, you can see that I have no reserve price or minimum bid. If I can make things any easier, let me know. And I will do everything within my abilities. One more note. On the same day my mom had her stroke, the lease to my store was summarily terminated without cause. The measurements are 12.5 inches by 7.5 inches by 16.25 inches, just in case you were curious. Looky there. And then in all capital letters, he says, all of the items that I originally found inside the cabinet are included in the sale and will be delivered with the cabinet. 
And then it says in bold on June 12th, 2003 at 2.15.30, whatever PDP, PDT, like a little computer stamp. It says seller added the following information. So it's like an edit. And so he says, there is no way I can respond to all of these emails I've received since putting this thing online. I'll try now to update and answer the most common questions I've been receiving. One, no, I am not religious. Two, no, I do not wish to have or participate in any sort of exorcism or case study <laughs> or photo sessions at my home. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Three, no, I will not sell any of the individual pieces which were originally found separate from the other pieces and the cabinet. Four, no, I do not speak Hebrew, nor do I know what the word Kesselam means. I don't know that the word I don't know what that word even is or a Hebrew word. Five, at the end of the auction, I have decided to take an opportunity to speak with the winning bidder for two reasons. A, to make sure that the winning bidder is a serious adult who has employed some valid reasoning skills in making the decision to accept <laughs> whatever this is. I will not be judgmental. Do whatever you want or need after the sale. B, to offer full details of the events that have transpired. After I have carried out those responsibilities and upon payment, I will have the cabinet and its contents delivered by U.S. mail, FedEx, or UPS to the winning bidder. At that point, I will have no further involvement with the matter in any way, shape, or form, period. Six, to all of you who have offered to pray, I may not be religious, but I am certainly open to the possibilities, no matter what your religion might be. In all capital letters, he says, thank you. And then he says, or there's another update on June 14th, 2003. Uh, seller added the following information. Here's another update for everyone following this listing. No, no, I will not circumvent or make any deals outside of eBay, even for more money than the final auction price. If you want to win the auction and have the kind of money some of you are offering, there shouldn't be any reason why you cannot simply place your bid in an open, honest fashion. I'm sure you can understand why I might be suspicious. Also, for those of you wanting to know if I'm still experiencing anything out of the ordinary, I thought everything was going okay until I got home on Friday, the 13th of June, and found that the fish in my freshwater aquarium, all 10, were dead. Aww. I'm still hoping that all of this is coincidental crap. <laughs> and so there stressful. is the Dybbuk box. <laughs> <laughs> or at least his Dybbuk box. His Dybbuk box. Which... So on the next episode, um, I'm going to talk about where the Dybbuk box goes from him. And then I also have another story about a different Dipic box that I'm going to tell. Hi, everybody. So <laughs> I forgot a whole section of my notes for part one. And so we're going to, we didn't know if we could really like slip it in there without you noticing that we forgot. So I just figured I'd give you a little heads up that this is what I forgot to say from my research. It looks like a college kid bought the Dybbuk box from Kevin Manis. Um, and not long after he had it, he decided to sell it because he experienced an insect infestation, 
hair loss and mysterious odors oh no so his roommate told uh jason haxton who is a 54 year old married father of two about it um at the medical school that he attended where haxton was the director and so this medical school was in kirksville missouri oh do you know where that is no i don't okay (laughs) i don't know where it is but it's in missouri so i figured i'd ask um wait is that what's wrong with the state yeah the dybbuk box resided in it for a hot second so Uh. (laughs) (laughs) um so he told haxton about kevin manis's story and what manis had said about the origins of the box and haxton had an interest in antiques and artifacts so he placed the winning bid on kevin manis's um post there that i just read and for 280 dollars and he won the box he wanted to give it to his friend who was an illusionist so he could use it for his act so haxton who claims to be a skeptic said quote i didn't think it was possible i was too science-based all i knew is that i got this thing and i got very ill I don't know what happened. I still don't. End quote. So he spoke to rabbis and scientists, and they both said to do the same thing. Put the box into a wooden container lined with gold to neutralize its destructive force. So this is just me saying this. I'm not sure exactly what scientist he was talking to that told him to do this. I was just thinking that. But okay. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. A scientist told you to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said he did it and his problems like immediately stopped. So I guess by then the box was becoming famous online mm-hmm. and people kept sending him nonstop inquiries about it. So he created a website called dibbickbox.com. And remember how I said that Kevin Manis spelled Dibbick box, D-I-B-B-U-K. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Haxton here like played on that. And so dibbickbox.com is D-I-B-B-U-K. Ah. Dibbickbox.com. And he received hundreds of thousands of hits. Um, and after that, the Los Angeles Times wrote an article about it in 2004 and then in the fall of 2004, Haxton sold the rights to his story. Uh, Lionsgate released a film uh, produced by Sam Raimi on August 31st. So that's what I forgot. They, remember, I was like, I'm not sure if it was a movie or not. But yes, it was a movie. And Haxton wrote a book ah. titled The Dybbuk Box or something like that. And it's spelled D-I-B-B-U-K. So i don't know how legitimate this person is or if he just really wanted the clout for this divot box or whatever yeah clout that's a word <laughs> i learned from the youth. so um but that's yeah i wanted to add that in there because that kind of sets off the story to part two okay so enjoy that information that i forgot and peace out so um what do you think um i feel really bad for that person it sounds like everything is just very rough for them <laughs> with I that know. thing around i didn't realize the first time i read it that he lost his um lease to his business 
Yeah. So I haven't really looked into Kevin Manis really. I think he's doing well now. I do because um, we'll get into it next episode when we talk about Mr. Zach Baggins and all of his shit. But wait, um, is he related to Bilbo Baggins? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he's not as wise. I can promise you that. Oh, man. Um, but he is in the episode of Ghost Adventures, uh, Kevin Manis's by um, Zoom. He he informs them about the debate box. So I'm hoping everything's going well for him. He seemed like it in there anyway, and he seems happy. So he's probably happy as fuck not to have that box. <laughs> <laughs> probably like his lease probably got reinstated and everything is just fabulous now i hope so he got new fish (laughs) i feel bad 10 fish to die fish i mean it's fresh water so it's not expensive as salt but being (laughs) somebody with eight thousand fish in my house fish are expensive like to keep replacing them i mean i guess he could have just given up and been like fuck it i don't want fish anymore but the next listing was for a fish tank (laughs) yeah it's like anyone want this aquarium (laughs) fish Uh, died in it it might be haunted (laughs) yeah a divic might have killed them all i'm not sure yet please see previous he might be living in there now who knows he might have sealed himself in my fish tank enjoy (laughs) oh my goodness so do we know anything about divic boxes in general like where the idea came from or nope just that it's jewish mythology and that um it's not like a one thing like it's not this isn't the only dibbic box out there and that dibbics are spirits it is debated some people say they're just spirits like souls of people but then some people say that they're demons and that when you open them Because I guess the box itself, you know, is to keep them inside, sealed inside there so they don't get out. Yeah. So then when you open them, you know, it attaches to somebody and makes their life a living hell. That's rough. That's very rough. Um, I really wonder if that's what it was called in that Sabrina episode. I don't know. So she had this weird box thing that was a puzzle you had to open um and when you opened it the spirit got released but no one of course told her that so she was working real hard on getting it opened or whatever and then the spirit was like fucking with them i was gonna say was it a bad spirit yeah it was bad i might be getting episodes mixed up but it seemed to be like some sort of demon that killed them in their sleep or something Ooh, so it was freddy (laughs) yeah a little bit uh (laughs) But, you know, then they had to try to get it back in there and blah, blah, blah. Did they seal it with wax? Because sealing it, well, I mean, this Dybbuk box doesn't have wax on it. But, like, if you look on eBay or you look, like, if you type in Dybbuk box on Google, Dybbuk boxes for sale come up and they're all, like, wax sealed shit. Weird. We'll get into that. So... (laughs) What stops a person from just like having an object and putting it 
on eBay with some fantastical story about hauntings and then making a bunch of money off of it. Absolutely nothing. And we will talk about that in the next episode. Sweet. <laughs> um, okay, so I know this is probably a little bit shorter, but I just if we put it all together, I felt like it would have been super long and I don't know if any of you have caught on yet or if any of you are even out there, but we record late at night. So um, we have to make sure my kids are sleeping so they don't scream at us and interrupt every five seconds. Amy makes sure that her family on her side is also asleep so they're not coming out. And we try to make sure dogs are calm and mailmen aren't walking by and screaming, <laughs> making the dog scream. So um, <laughs> I just picture like a mailman walking by your house. Going, ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> your mailman doesn't do that. My mailman does that every time. No, he, comes he actually mails. just sells mail we got mail (laughs) he just yells it all up and down our road (laughs) um so let us know if you have any stories with a dybbuk box if you've ever seen one or um if you've opened one before which i hope you haven't Um, or if you're jewish and you know more about the legend or if you know what kesselim means I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but it's K-E-S-E-L-I-M. So if you know what Kesselin Kesselin means. um, Yeah. Or if you have any other stories, you know, because, you know, we have said about a billion times now that we want to start an episode that is based off of you and your stories. So if you want to send those to us, we'd really like it. it can be really about anything spooky, you know, cryptids, paranormal stuff. Uh, what are the other things? Oh, yeah. Urban legends. <laughs> if there's any legends, you know, our whole podcast is called Legend. So <laughs> there's any of Can't those. Can't forget those legends. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Send those to us. Um, you can yeah, send them you to tell us. Them that. I am going to. <laughs> You can send them to us over at our website. This is legendpod.com. We also have our email. This is legendpod at gmail.com. And then you can always hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at this is legendpod. We also just started a TikTok and decided to be all hip with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. (laughs) No idea how it's going to work. Uh uh neither of us are very good with that sort of thing i'm not good with social media in general oh everybody give a big round of applause to amy because she <laughs> literally mostly does all the social media stuff so um i hop on there every once in a while to respond to people but other than that it's like all amy bro well you know i don't have kids I don't have kids that have after school projects. I don't have a full-time job. I don't have a book that I'm (laughs) writing. I don't have research to do. So I have a little bit of free time sometimes. Well, (laughs) you're also just really good at it because if I designed our website, I mean, I had like input, but Uh, if I were to design it, I clicked the buttons and we agreed on things. So yes. that works. <laughs> yes. But Amy is definitely the more creative of, of the two of us. She's very good with these things. So I if try. you uh just 
you know, if you're sitting at your desk or whatever, just give her some golf clap. Like if you're at work <laughs> or something. Also, um, give me ideas on what you want to see on TikTok because I have absolutely no idea what to do on that thing. I just me, downloaded me neither, it. Bro. And I have it, but I've never done not a single thing on there ever. I just like, this is literally it. I downloaded it for the podcast. So I have never like been on there. So I don't know what to do. Help. I watch TikTok all the time on Facebook because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> uh, and I watch reels on Instagram. Oh, I watch reels on Facebook now too. Oh. So I get like these songs stuck in my head. Oh my gosh. I know this one is really old, like really, really old. But ever since the first time I saw it, like years ago, every now and then just randomly. And now that I'm watching, the reason I bring this up is because now that I'm watching reels, like I'm seeing it again, but like every fucking time I see it, uh, what is it? It's, um, somebody come get her. She's oh. dancing like a stripper. <laughs> it gets stuck in my head. And I say it at the most like inappropriate times, <laughs> like when my kids are walking by, I'm like, somebody go get her like pointing at my daughter. And I'm like, okay, don't finish what you're saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, that is. But anyway, uh, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye. Bye-bye.